thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. Real news, real health, real quick. Hi, I'm Brett Hill, and This Week in Wellness, CSIRO, an independent Australian federal government agency responsible for scientific research, is recommending a low-carbohydrate approach to help curb the obesity epidemic and reduce the risk of diabetes and heart disease in a dramatic shift from the high-carbohydrate, low-fat approach recommended previously. With two in three Australians either overweight or obese, it's a timely shift and one that has come none too soon. Professor Grant Brinkworth from CSIRO says that for many years, we've had the high-carbohydrate, low-fat approach, and research shows it's only offering people moderate benefits. The research continues to evolve, and it's showing that eating a dietary pattern that's lower in carbohydrates and higher in protein and healthy fats is an effective way to sustain long-term weight loss and improve your blood glucose control and heart health. Importantly, despite a lot of misinformation that's spread in the media about this approach, he states that it's a dietary pattern that is still nutritionally complete. So it still has an adequate amount of vitamins, minerals, and fiber, and can be used by a variety of people. Importantly, with type 2 diabetes rates being so high, Professor Grant Brinkworth goes on to say that it's an energy-controlled plan. So for people that are trying to lose weight, and in particular with insulin resistance, type 2 diabetes, or metabolic syndrome, it can be particularly effective because of the enhanced improvements in blood glucose control. He also states, as we've spoken about many times previously on the Wellness Guys podcast show, the resistance exercise is also an important component, and that combining it with a low-carb approach makes it increasingly effective for sustaining long-term weight loss, stating that resistance on the muscles will help to maintain muscle mass and a higher metabolic rate, which makes it easier to maintain a healthy body weight long-term. The exercises only have to be around moderate intensity, and roughly 30 to 60 minutes a day is recommended. As always, the link will be in the show notes. Now, my opinion on this is that, as always, it's taken a while for the research to filter through. You know, there's long been ideas around this in people in the evolutionary biology circles talking about historically what people had eaten and suggesting that it may have been more akin to a lower carb approach. There've been many, many personal accounts of people who have adopted this kind of approach and gotten fantastic results. And obviously, a lot of research that has been around for some time, you know, it takes time for this to start to filter through. But it is exciting to see this now coming from a federal government agency that is so highly respected. It's great to see it getting into the mainstream. It's great to see it in mainstream media, as you've noticed with this article that I've linked here, and especially acknowledging that it is nutritionally complete. So I think it's a great sign that things are starting to turn, that the wheel is is definitely starting to turn, and people are starting to acknowledge that this high-carbohydrate approach that we have been adopting hasn't been working, uh, or at least as this person says, it's getting moderate results, and then maybe we might need to start thinking a little bit differently. So hopefully this is going to be embraced by nutritionists and dietitians alike, and that they can start to change some of their recommendations and some of the information that's filtering through into our political system, our education system, our medical system, and that we're going to see some real change happening. I think it's great to see the importance of resistance exercise acknowledged. It really is an important factor, especially acknowledging the impact of lean muscle mass on the metabolism, on sugar control, on on energy burning. So it's great to see that research that's out there being acknowledged as well. I think it'd be really interesting to see some more research done into higher intensity exercise for shorter durations of time to see whether that also is able to have a similar effect, maybe even a greater effect. We've certainly seen that from anecdotal evidence and a little bit of research out there suggesting that that real high-intensity approach 
can really help people get great results. And also it would be great to see a little bit more research done on this type of approach, this type of lifestyle's ability, not just to help people survive, as we're seeing in this instance, you know, not just reducing disease and reducing obesity and heart disease and diabetes, but also to be able to see what that does for people's quality of life, to take a bit more of a, a wellness approach to it. You know, what does this do for people's energy? What does this do for people's sleep? What does this do for people's metabolism, their digestion, their immune systems, all of those other factors that come into a more well-rounded wellness approach. So what I'd like to say is turn to whole real foods. Be conscious of your sugar and carbohydrate intake and do some resistance exercise if you want to not only maintain a healthy weight and reduce disease, but also to thrive as well. You've been listening to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. To continue the conversation, find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash This Week in Wellness. And for more information about this and other projects from me, head to drbretthill.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.